At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Time action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of VSIN's primetime action Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. I am quarantined still. Oh, my darling, quarantine here in the middle of the strip. Uh, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin at the uh, South Point Hotel Casino tip of the strip um, and drew Dinsick kind enough to hang out with us. The host of not only the deep dive podcast, but also of course, NBC sports bet the edge podcast. And ladies and gentlemen from the great outdoor now indoor Dinsick for all you ladies out there, drew, we appreciate the effort, man, getting you uh, indoors with a shot here. Nice job. Oh, not a problem at all. Great to be with you guys as always. Hope your Tuesday night is going spectacularly and all your bets are cashing. I hope so too, man. Like if Auburn can just get home here, I'd appreciate it. Uh, let's for, for those who have not been watching the Olympics, man. right? For those who like Matt Brown, yeah. not a second of the Olympics. Can you, can you flesh out for us the headlines of this Olympic game so far and the betting standpoint on all of it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, for those of you in the U S audience, I think we can start there. Um, the USA is still looking for their first gold medal. Uh, our under position, which is my biggest bet for these Olympic games is looking quite solid. Uh, we are going to get a couple of gold medals right now, but like the, uh, the line was nine and a half. It got bet down to eight and a half. My projection coming into this games was about seven and a half. Uh, and after now kind of getting past a couple of events where we had a realistic shot, uh, I would currently project us to land around four or five. Um, so we are not having a great Olympic games. We're Drew is one of those in the mon- our- is the, in the women's monobob because I'm looking and I see that the top two people in the monobob are both Americans. Is that one of the ones you projected that we're going to get home? I have us at 60% chance to take home gold in monobob. The monobob, um, there it is. I'm a big monobob <laughs> fan now. That said, uh, my mon- my monobob guy has me on the German. Uh, there's a, uh, my mono Bob guy line of the show. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, there's a German named, uh, I think her name is Jim, Jim, uh, Um, and, uh, she's uh, 12 to one. Uh, and uh, being completely overlooked in the monobob. Uh, the U.S. two favorites are legit, particularly Kaylee Humphreys, who is uh, actually, weirdly, uh, she's uh, she's a trader. She used to be Canadian. You know, she used to uh, sled for Canada, uh, and she has oh. turned code, and she's now representing the United States. Um, but uh, ultimately, uh, the Germans are the best sledding nation, and it's not especially close. They are dominating the luge. They will dominate the bobsled. Uh, and I think uh, any chance, any swing you want to take on um, the uh, 
any, any swing you want to take on the German women in the monobob, I think is a bet well placed. Uh, in general, <laughs> Germany is uh, in contention to win the most gold medals right now, just because they are doing so well in sledding events. Um, and I think uh, I have a little bit of Russia at uh, you know eight to one, nine to one, ten to one to to win the most gold medals. And uh, those are live because, as Gil noted. Norway is struggling. Norway is usually dominates the um, cross-country skiing events, the biathlon, uh, and the Nordic combined, and uh, they are not winning those at the clip that was expected. Um, they had some decent shots in the alpine skiing as well. They have not taken gold in either the downhill or the men's giants, the Super G. So, um, you know, Norway is starting to look a little bit dry right now. The 19 and a half was their pre, pre-tournament uh, total, and that was an easy look for the under. Um, my current projection Projection is Norway is going to come in right around 11 gold medals, and uh, it's going to be a very, very close competition between Norway, Russia, and Germany in terms of who takes home the most gold medals. Um, among the other action that I have, Canada is underwhelming so far. I really thought their curling team was going to give us more. Um, I really thought that uh, some of their their freestyle skiers and snowboarders were going to have a better chances. The fact that they're only at one is a huge problem for me. I think Canada is probably going to come in under the eight and a half. Netherlands is doing quite well in the speed skating. They tend, that's like their national sport and uh, they are absolutely dominating. Um, that under seven and a half is going to be a sweat. I'm currently projecting them to come in right around seven and it's almost all long track speed skating gold medals for them too. With my current projection, uh, they have the best women's program in the universe uh, and uh, are realistically Irene Schuten uh, has one gold medal for them already in speed skating and could realistically win three more. Um, so that's uh, that one's going to be a sweat. Sweden over, almost home. That's probably going to be the first winner of these games. They still have a lot of cross-country hopefuls. They have some skiing hopefuls. Uh, that's seven. Getting them to seven is is pretty highly likely here. Austria is going to be a little bit of a sweat. Only two so far. Um, obviously, the lot most expecting Austria to do well in the alpine skiing. That's where they tend to, uh, to pick up most of their hardware. And they are doing well, but it's not quite as good as I was hoping. So that one's going to be a close call. So basically, if you have any USA under, we are almost home. <laughs> if you have any Norway under, you are practically winner already. Um, and then, uh, you know, Russia over is in decent shape. Canada over, not so good. Netherlands under is a sweat. Sweden over, great shape. Austin, uh, Austria over uh, in decent shape. I'm just looking at these. I'm just looking at these odds. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Like you just, did you see, find my uh, Ger- German monobobber? I, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're down there. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, there's two of them. There's Laura Nolte, <laughs> Laura Nolte at five to one. And then Mariama Jamanka at ten to one. That's, sure. that's the one. Sure. Ten yeah. to one. We're taking. We're taking the long shot at ten to one. There we go. She's got a decent shot. Jamanka, right. let's go. I can tell you it. who's not good. Victoria Sernanska from wherever she. She's three hundred and fifty to one. So she she cannot mono bob <laughs> at all. She she I might get out mono bob her. I'm thinking. I mean, I'm, at I'll, this point. So here's like a real kind of small tip about the Olympic Games. And if you're going to get involved in these markets, certain sports, it makes sense to lay the chalk. Certain sports are total chaos and you want to take a price. Um, I would say alpine skiing, take a price. I would say biathlon, take a price. I would say, uh, you know, the, the, the speed skating, you know, lay the favorite. Um, and uh, in general, the, uh, the, the, um, the aerials and the, the, the um, freestyle events, you want to take the favorite. The slalom because they just bite it so often, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And on top of that, this this course is is a sheet of ice, um, and uh, these skiers are completely unfamiliar with it. Um, so chaos should reign when we get to the uh, slalom event, the alpine combined, as well as uh, some of the other uh, weird ones. 
Look at that. Where am I finding? Where am I finding Jamongo? What what does, what sport? <laughs> mono Mono Women's Mono Bob. It, it, it's also about. Correct me if I'm it's a real wrong, sport. Drew. This is real. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. But it's about 31 hours from now, I believe this takes place. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. And um, you know, it's a, there's multiple runs. Uh, so you'll get a little bit of information after uh, after we get some uh, some data on these. You know, they'll do some training runs, they'll do some prelims. Uh, so there'll be some good info on that one. But um, ultimately, the uh, the sledding events have been pretty lucrative so far. If you bet Germany, you're in absolutely great shape. Well, all right, Drew. I did. We 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 hate to uh, transition to American football for uh, our last few minutes here, <laughs> but just curious if you, if you have a bet on the game, either side or total or what your favorite single prop bet that you have in your account is. Ooh, well, four is fair for me. 47 and a half is my total on this, you know, my, my fair total price. So I don't have a side. Uh, I have a slight lean to the under, uh, realistically, I think if you're going to get involved betting a side in this one, Rams makes more sense to me than Bengals, just because I think there's a long tail where the Rams absolutely dominate this game. And I don't really see the same for the Bengals. I think even a Bengals with a decent, like two score lead, things break their way. They get a couple of Stafford picks They get some short fields. I still like the Rams chances to come back against this Bengals team, given their pass protection, given their weapons in the passing game. So uh, I think uh, Rams ultimately get it done. Um, and if I can only have one prop on the board, I am going only with only one Cincinnati Bengals to make the longest field goal of the game. This one is a pretty straightforward handicap. I'm basically counting on the fact that Matt Gay is not in form right now. He picked up a, a meaningful injury before the Tampa Bay game. It resulted in very poor performance from him. He could not even come close from 47 in that game, let alone the 50 yarder he tried in the NFC championship game. So there will be a little bit of a disincentive, I think for Sean McVay to even attempt a field goal in this game that is of distance on top of the the fact that he's going up against Evan McPherson, who might be the best kicker in the game right now, not named Justin Tucker. Evan McPherson has been absolutely automatic, particularly from deep. I think Zach Taylor is going to have all the confidence in the world to let uh, McPherson trot out there and attempt a 50 yarder. Uh, and I just am not seeing anywhere close to the same level of confidence or ability right now, considering Matt Gay is dealing with the uh, injury. That also is in my account, Drew. I have the Bengals yes. to kick the longest field goal as well. So that one also in my account for everything that you just said um, when it kind of all comes down to it. So you, you say you have a slight lean to the under. Let's just talk about how that plays out right here. Is this a, is this a scenario where you feel both teams kind of struggle offensively? Or is this a scenario where you think specifically Cincinnati struggles offensively and that kind of leads toward, towards the under? No, there is a world where I worry that the Rams are only getting into the low twenties and there's kind of two angles that support that one is in specifically uh, Sean McVay's in game decision-making. I have huge problems with, and uh, I could see him making decisions that take points off the board for the Rams in this contest. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, the, the, perfect fit for a Stafford approach to the game is what the Buccaneers did in terms of being aggressive, sending multiple pass rushers, really trying to, um, you know, leave their cornerbacks and safeties on an Island. And he absolutely picks apart that type of a defense. And the Bengals basically do the opposite. The Bengals like to only rush three. Um, you know, they're not going to get much pressure on Stafford here, but they're going to have eight guys running amok in the backfield. And they're going to have lots of opportunities, I think, to, to uh, create turnovers. And, um, you know, if there's anything that spooks me as I am a 
Rams supporter in this contest in general, um, it is that Stafford could be uh, kind of their undoing in terms of uh, kind of key turnovers. If they happen, he, you know, I, I have him about uh, one and a half, two turnovers expected in this game. And if they happen in his own uh, in his own territory and give the Bengals a short field, then the Bengals absolutely have a shot. Drew, I might have spent that entire football segment looking for Mariama Jamanka. In my- <laughs> <laughs> well, my Monobob guy is very. Yeah. My Monobob guy has been very good so far. He got me onto Ludwig <laughs> and the Luge at two to one. Ludwig was oh, no doubt sure. rocking chair winner. Yeah, Not sure. no rocking chair winner. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, the uh, Jamanka I think uh, is going to be uh, is going to be the. Uh, that cherry on top of a great, great Olympics for him. Listen, man, you're only as good as your monobob guy. I've said That's it before, right. I'll say it again. Drew, thank you, man. Enjoy LA. Enjoy the Super Bowl festivities, I should say. Hey, you got it, guys. Best of luck. Drew Dinsig, everybody, at whale underscore capper. Coming back on Beeson's Primetime Action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on primetime action, Gil Alexander from uh, the Homestead. Don't forget, you know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trend strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit VSIN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year we look forward to it that's for sure kelly i think we should probably update some scores yeah there's a lot going on anything in your college basketball game yeah it went to overtime yeah it might have been mean it went to overtime and it looks like i may lose this down five now auburn is so i need a bucket to no i need three points to to even push so I'm, i'm in trouble yeah, that game I'm seeing right now, 76 to 70, 30 seconds left in OT, Arkansas up. Uh, elsewhere in college basketball, I'll throw Isaiah off completely. Uh, Villanova up on St. John's, 19 to 12, seven and a half minutes remaining in the first half. And Illinois-Purdue just getting going. Illinois up nine to six, three minutes into that one. Over in the NBA, got a bunch of games going on. Suns looking good, 112-107, not good for Drew. 20 seconds remaining in in that game, Celtics uh, still all over the Nets, 97 to 71. 11 minutes left to go there. The Nets 20 catching 24 and a half live. If you wanted to hop in, 221 and a half the live total. The Hawks all over the Pacers still 102 75. One minute left in the third quarter. The Hawks are 27 and a half point live favorites, 236 and a half your live total. Pelicans up on the Rockets, 64 to 53 at the half. The Pelicans 11 and a half live and 227 and a half the live total. Grizzlies lead the Clippers 70 to 55 at the half. Grizzlies 14 and a half point live favorites, 240 and a half the live total. Mavericks up on the Pistons, 43 to 35. Uh, that game with eight minutes remaining in the second quarter. Mavericks, 12.5-point live favorites, 220.5 your live total. And five minutes into the first quarter, Knicks and Nuggets all tied up at 14 apiece. No live numbers currently up for those games. Over on the ice, plenty going on. How about a 7-1 to game, gentlemen? That is Devils 7, Canadians 1, 10 minutes remaining in that one. 
Not seeing any live numbers posted. Not shocking. Uh, we've got the Penguins up on the Bruins, 3-2. 11 and a half minutes left in that one. The Penguins, minus 425 live. Bruins, plus 285. Six and a half. The live total juiced heavily to the over. The Blue Jackets on top of the Capitals, 4-3, to 12-25 remaining in the game. Blue Jackets, minus 280. Capitals, plus 200. Live total set at 9. The Jets lead the Wild one to nothing. Ten minutes left in the second period. If you wanted to hop in on Andy McNeil's pick, he's on the Wild tonight. Plus one forty. They're catching live right now. Jets minus one eighty five. Four and a half is the total. And Golden Knights Oilers scoreless five minutes into the first period. Oilers minus one twenty. Golden Knights minus one ten. Total set at five and a half. And, Jeremy, I would love a winner video for my first-half domination uh, with the Boston Celtics over the Brooklyn Nets. Thank you very much. Winner. I did add a bet for tonight as well. I did get on the Timberwolves. Laid laid the points. Got D'Angelo Russell will go tonight for Minnesota. De'Aaron Fox will go tonight for Sacramento. But these two teams, when you talk about net rating over the past month, you are talking about uh, two opposite ends of the spectrum here, plus 8.9 points uh, for Minnesota in net rating. Sacramento minus 6.8 over that time period. So, uh, gonna get, going to play with the, the the hot Timberwolves right now in the uh, in the NBA. Yeah, and my uh, my Auburn second half bet. The only way I could have lost this bet is for it to have caught overtime, Ugh. and that's in fact what has happened. Uh, so we'll see. It's still in the balance. Still 20, 29 seconds left. Auburn down three, but Arkansas with the basketball. I lose by two in this game. It's a push on the minus one in the second half. So we'll see how that goes. Um, good thing, by the way, for those who are, were listening to my thoughts about, hey, do you just do you fade blindly teams that are in transition on trades? Well, Hawks are crushing the Pacers. But the Rockets are getting rolled by the Pelicans, as you mentioned, at halftime by 11. So it hasn't worked out in that one. Uh, so so not the foolproof thing, obviously. Uh, we'll see how the uh, Rockets finish that one off. But that's not uh, looking so good for them with the Pelicans in transition there. Oh, my God. Guys, so Kentucky beat South Carolina by 10. Line was 10 and a half. Nine seconds left in the game. Oh, no. Nine seconds left in the game. Kentucky inbounds. There's a guy snowbirding at the other end. They throw the ball down to him. He's the only one standing underneath the goal. He almost goes up to dunk it. Oh, changes his mind. Stops, changes his mind, turns around. Then as time is expiring, he goes up and dunks it literally right after the clock expires. Oh, man. So there's zero zero on the clock, like, and the dunk is like going through. Oh, that's brutal. What what, what did you what you say? Snowbird in there? I thought it was. Ch- I, I always knew it as cherry picking. Cherry picking. Cherry picking. Snowbirding. Oh, okay. You know, whatever. Hanging out. Oh, you learn, know, learn something new on the show. Hanging out. She's down there hanging out. You know, snowbirding. Snowbirding. It um, is. It. I mean, you were watching it anyway. I guess if you had a bet on it, so I was going to say, don't go look it up. But like. If you have a bet on it and you weren't watching, don't go look it up. It's that is as that is as painful as you are going to see. Holy mackerel. 
<laughs> um, Drew brought up a, a little interesting point where he's like, oh, I'm, I'm past the football now. I'm all about the Olympics and stuff like that. Do you find your brain? Obviously, there's only one football game left. There's, you know, hundreds of props that are fun to talk about. But, you know, at some point, even those, right, you're at, at some point you're like, all right, time to play the game kind of thing. Do you find your sports betting brains moving further to, to golf and other things at this point? I would say, I would say I've, I mean, you no, know, not, not yet. I mean, like, it, <laughs> I was going to say, not yet. <laughs> there's just too much stuff to do this week. There's just too much, you know, and whatever. There's too much stuff to do this week. Yeah. I mean, starting next week for sure, it'll be, it'll be full on transition for me to, you know, not only paying more attention to golf, but really for me, I can now get into, I can now get into basketball and get in the NBA. I can get into some of this other stuff and, and, you know, a little bit more into, MMA and things like that or whatever, but it's just, you know, the NFL just takes so much of your time and it's just been so, and I mean, look, it's, it goes back to us talking about sticking with what we're good at. Right. I mean, you know, I've been fortunate enough to string together a bunch of winning seasons in a row on the NFL, in the NFL, you know, and it's just, it's, it's so I'm not going to divide that time up. I think it would be, you know, bad on my end, but yeah, I mean, look, I am looking forward to kind of like, getting into the advanced stats of the NBA and things, which I haven't been able to do, you know, over the last, over the last couple of months, I am at least looking forward to that a little bit. Yeah. The uh, Gil, I got to be, I'll be honest. It was, it happened to me two weeks ago. It was the championship Sunday when you had all weekend to look forward to those, only the two games, there was not a ton going on. Um, So that was really, you know, golf had kind of already started for Matt and myself. Obviously, NBA, I'm heavily into. So it was really that weekend where I was like, I mean, I had, you know, Tom Hoagie in contention to win a tournament that weekend. So, you know, I was really excited about the outlook of winning a golf tournament and then betting NBA that whole weekend. Uh, So, yeah, I, I, I just I remember sitting there thinking to myself, you know what? I, like, I love the NFL. I, obviously, it's our most fun sport to watch, but I'm I, I'm perfectly fine with it coming to an end here now. Yeah, no, I, I just think it's it's you know if we're being honest, right? Because it's it's the sport that we love talking about the most, and we're all hamsters on a wheel during the regular season, the cycle of every week, and there's just endless amounts of things to talk about: betting, coaching, mess ups on the field. I mean, just so it's the greatest thing ever. But I definitely this week felt myself like, oh, uh, college basketball. I can't wait to do a March Madness Survivor pool. Do you guys ever do Survivor pools in March Madness? By the way, greatest betting vehicle there is, most phenomenal thing ever. So like, I find my Myself drifting in that betting tennis, not so well, by the way, recently in the last two weeks. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, Drew brought it up. So I was just curious, uh, if, uh, if you were feeling the same way about that, by the way, this, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again, cause they're the number one team in the country, but Auburn, no quit in Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. They've hit two threes here in the closing minutes of overtime. They are down two to Arkansas with 18 seconds, uh, left <laughs> on the clock. What All right, when, what's your situation again? You're late in one second half. So what what does this need to end as? Uh, if it ended as is, which it's not going to, it would be a push. Okay. If they lose by two. So l- lose by one or or win for a win. Uh, yeah. So but uh, Arkansas hits their first free throw. So right now I need, basically I need a bucket from from Auburn either way here in the last seconds of the game. Or I'm screwed. As they say, I believe that's what they say. They do. Uh, say we'll that. come back. 
more to talk about, some NBA tips uh, still to come. And we'll talk about our actual NFL bets, our actual Super Bowl bets that we've already made, even though our hands may have started to drift. We do have bets in the account. We'll talk about those next right here on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Super Stacks for Super Bowl 56 compete for the $1 million top prize with the Pizza Hut Fantasy Football Millionaire. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut Millionaire to draft your best lineup and play for your slice of the pie. No one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly, primetime action. Uh, Kelly, you said you had a, an update on somebody. What was this now? Oh, I had an update on one of your favorite NBA players. Oh, who's that? Kendrick Nunn won't be available oh, until at least oh. March, Frank Vogel said today. Underwent another exam that confirmed the bone bruise. Vogel said he is hopeful that Nunn would still play this season. The curious case of Kendrick Nunn continues. That's why he is one of our favorite players, because he is a curious case of Kendrick Nunn. Beat out Zion Williamson in Rookie of the Year voting, and then we never see you again. <laughs> Ryan Hyatt with his question of the night. I like this one because everybody can relate. Everybody, could, do, you, do you have that thing where you remember exactly where you were for every single Super Bowl? Because I totally remember exactly where I saw every Super Bowl. A lot but of Ryan. Matt, I don't know oh, about for, you, but I'll, no. Matt's shaking his head like that. No, no. For, for me, every single one. When we put that box up right now, one of the three of us doesn't drink alcohol, and two of the other, <laughs> and, two, right. and two do, oh, that's true. point at one, and what, the one that's saying, I remember exactly where I was for every Super Bowl. I, I was going to say, what about, right. the age before, what about before the age of 21? <laughs> <laughs> or 17, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, laugh it up, fellas. <laughs> laugh it up. Laugh it up. Uh, for here's the here's the Ryan Hyatt question. Uh, what's the first Super Bowl you ever want to bet on? Did you bet your friends or was it a pro play? Pro in quotes. I think he means with a with a book of com- some kind. Do you remember your first Super Bowl bet? I Kelly? do. I, I do. I got to look up the year. What game was it? Forty Niners Chargers Super Bowl. 1994 season Thank after the 94 yep. season, so January season. 95. Yeah, 94 season. Uh, let's see. I was, my, my family was living in California at the time, pre-Russia, right right before Russia. Oh. Yep, right before Russia. It was tough to get bets down in Russia, right? Yeah, so you, yeah. Had, yeah. Well, you can get bets down <laughs> on anything in Russia. Come on. Are you kidding me? Russia. So, yeah, before before we moved, I remember we had a huge uh, Super Bowl party, had some family there, and, uh, yeah, yeah, won a few bucks on them. Mateo? I was... Probably, I mean, mine was definitely not with friends. Mine would, mine would have been at, at a at a book. Um, probably, I was probably seventeen. Probably seventeen at the time. So that's kind of when I started dabbling with the old uh, with the old online Man. pokers and with the uh, you know. So the online pokers led to the other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get into poker rooms, and when you're there every night, they just kind of know you. Nobody checks your IT for three years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kelly's like, not that I live that or anything or whatever. That's what you were saying. I was like, you got a big beard, and so like, you know, you can get away with all that stuff. You walk in, people think that you're like five years older than you are. 
Not me. <laughs> Not me. Um, I will tell you mine. I will, I will parse mine out into my first bet and then my first actual bet. The first, like, one was with my dad. This is, and I must have been like six or seven years old. I'm not even kidding. This is like Super Bowl nine. That's how old it was. That's how old I am. So I, I was like a little kid, and my dad knew the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to win, and he bet me five dollars. He took the opposite team because he knew I was going <laughs> to win five bucks. So that might have been the seed of everything for me. But my first like legit Super Bowl bet with a local bookie for an astronomical amount of money that I sh- never should have been betting at the time for that amount of money. But one was on the Baltimore Ravens in the year 2000 for like a ridiculous amount of money against the New York giants. And the Ravens just crushed him. Trent Dilfer's Baltimore Ravens, but everybody's got a super bowl story like that. Mateo, what do you got in your account for this super bowl 56? Yeah. So for me, pretty, uh, pretty straightforward here so far. Cause again, I'm, I'm waiting on some unders. So I have, I do have at least a few unders kind of in mind, but I'm going to see where this really starts to go here over the next couple of days, over the next 48, 72 hours, something like that. But I do have Jamar Chase over three and a half rushing yards. This goes to the fact of a couple, well, a couple of different things, right? So one is I don't believe that, you know, you can go a whole game without trying to get the ball into your star playmaker's hands as much as humanly possible. This kind of goes back to our Debo Samuel principle with the 49ers, right? Like, so this is one game for it all, right? I mean, this is it. Do you not want to at least manufacture as many touches as humanly possible for Jamar Chase? And so sitting at three and a half yards, you know, obviously I can get there with one carry. I think he gets probably two or three in this game. If I were to guess correctly again on all of this, I think he probably gets two or three manufactured touches in this thing. So I took the over three and a half rushing yards for Jamar chase. I took Samaji P Ryan over eight and a half receiving yards. He's become their third down back here. And again, We think that, well, I think anyway, I think the game plan is get the ball out quick. Don't don't let the defensive pressure get to you. Some design screens, some different things like that. And so I see P. Ryan getting a few different targets in this game. And so if I can get three or four targets out of P. Ryan, I really do like the over eight and a half receiving yards for him as well. I've been on the mix and under for a long time. Again, I we've talked about this over and over and over again. I just don't think they're going to run the ball very much. I think that's it's a futile effort, and hopefully they realize that and uh, and don't just go for you know a yard and a half every single time and then find themselves in a in a big hole. But you know what? If they do, then uh, th- that works out better for this prop bet for me as well. And then uh, we talked about this with Drew Bengals longest field goal. Same deal we were talking about. You know, if you go back to uh, hour one of the show as well, like, look, McPherson's been so money. He's been so good. I truly, truly, truly believe that they will not have any. I truly believe they will not have any reservations about letting him try, you know, a 52, 53 yarder in this game should the opportunity present itself. And I do think Sean McVay is a little bit more nitty than um, than he even really lets on here. I don't think Gay is in the market for He's hurt you know, a 52, 53 yard attempt where I do believe that McPherson is. So uh, those are the ones in my account right now. Those are, you know, I I have the four and a half on, you know, I have the four and a half on the, on the Bengals too. But again, that's maybe I'm a little bit, maybe I'm a little bit blinded here because I do have the, the, the Rams future. So, you know, I don't want to, 
I really believe Matt Gay is hurt too, man. Something mm-hmm. happened to that guy. I, I think um, you guys are right too. I'm, I'm going to look to add that one. I don't know if the number's gone totally off at this point, but I, I think I'm going to look to add that bet. I think you got, I, I, we've all seen it, like you're talking about, Gil, and I think these guys are making the right bets on it. I think the other one where you're talking about with Jamar K- Chase Carey, uh, the rushes. I mean, we've seen it from Tyreek Hill. We've seen it from, like, I think you're all over that one too, Matt. Like, you've got to be able to get the ball in his hand somehow. And I have a feeling Jalen Ramsey's going to do a good job of shutting him down on the outside. Well, you got two, you have two weeks. We keep going, I keep going back. You have two weeks to figure out how to get the ball into Jamar Chase's hands as many times as humanly possible. Now, if that's bubble screens or whatever and this blows up in my face, then so be it. But I think the only way you can guarantee the ball gets in his hands is by handing the ball to him, right? And so I think that they will do that at least once, if not twice in the game, and he's only got to get four yards for me. So that's uh, I, feel, I feel pretty good about that one. Kelly, you up or you want me to go next? Go ahead. Uh, here are mine that I made. Talked about these last night. Opening kickoff to be a touchback. Got the no at plus 140. Again, if you missed it, uh, it all comes down to the Pat McAfee intel from last year where he said, hey, look, I kicked in a Super Bowl. I know what that ball feels like. Uh, those balls are not the same balls or not the same way we handle footballs before regular season games where players have about 30 minutes to wear in the ball uh, in the Super Bowl. You just show up, there's the ball, and then they send it to Canton right afterwards. So it is a much harder football. There's a reason why 26 of the last 28 opening kickoffs in Super Bowls have not resulted in a touchback. And so I'm going with a no at plus 140. Uh, will there be an extra point miss? By the way, it doesn't hurt that Matt Gay might be hurt and can't get it there if, if he happens to kick off. Will there be an extra point missed? Oh, yeah, I'm laying the juice. Minus 330 on the no. I think both uh, McPherson and Gay, 103 for 106 this year combined, the two of them. And then Joe makes it under rushing yards. I'm with uh, with Matt. I didn't get quite the number he got, but I am with him on the Joe Mixon under. And then I grabbed the Bengals at plus four and a half for the game itself. Uh, look, would I be surprised if the Rams won the Super Bowl? I would not, but I'm not, I'm not shying away from taking the points, giving them points. So I took it with the Bengals. Kelly. Yeah. So just the future future. I got that Rams 16 to one. So hedge with Bengals at four and a half uh, and hedge pretty heavily. I do think, I do think we're going to see a tighter game here. Um, I like what the Bengals bring to the table. I think this is going to be a good Super Bowl. We're going to get only props I've bet so far. Joe Burrow over 36 and a half pass attempts, Bet bet this fairly early. Once this number came down, it was like 38, 39 and a half when it opened. I think, I think it's settled in around 36 and a half. Now uh, bet the over just cause I think the, Matt kind of talked about this. I don't think they're going to have much rushing success, so I think they're going to have to throw the ball anyways, and if they get far behind, they're going to have to throw the ball. And then Joe Burrow over two and a half rushing attempts. We've seen him take off a little bit more here under pressure, throw in maybe a kneel down at the end of the first half. I'll take over two and a half rush attempts for Joe Burrow. All right, there you go. I cannot believe you guys don't remember every single Super Bowl, like where you were. Alcohol. It's a powerful drug. <laughs> Everybody tweeted if you remember every Super Bowl, where you've been for every Super Bowl. Coming back, primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Play Wrangler Squares and celebrate their 75th anniversary with a free shot at a share of $75,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Wrangler Squares now to get in on the action for football's biggest Sunday, Wrangler for the ride of life. 
Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I believe I get a loser video, Kelly, for being uh, correct about this. Oh, yeah. Loser. Yep. You're going to have to fire that yep. one up for you. Yep. Yeah. We haven't played many videos on the show the past few weeks, so, you know. Scourge of overtime gets me on Auburn. Yeah. Yeah. So that's There it is. Do you think falling that far still hurts really, really bad? How much How much do the solo cups break your fall? Not much. But that many. It's know. a lot of them, right? It's a lot. See, I got mad interested. We've never really looked at it this closely before. That many of it's them. It's a lot of them. I don't know. Why don't, we, why don't you uh, climb think. up on a ladder and try it? <laughs> it's like the eggnog challenge all over again. I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think at least I'm getting up from that fall. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm going to the hospital. Take the cups away. I'm going to the hospital. A tweet from Touchdown Jesus. I remember every single one. You are not alone, Gil. Thank you, Touchdown Jesus. Somebody here wasn't altered. Uh, what about NBA uh, tip-offs coming up at the top of the hour? Are we playing any of those? I remember, I remember <laughs> a, a fair amount of them. <laughs> a fair amount. I liked the instant look of, like, you went every, and the look on Matt's face is like, oh, gosh, like, there's no way. <laughs> I don't remember the last 10, <laughs> like, where I was for the last, for oh. the last 10 of them. Oh, man. All right, we got, I yeah, we got totally th- remember. three tips here at the top of the hour. Big night in the NBA. We got Bucks at the Lakers. Let's see. Lakers look like they will be a full go tonight besides Mello and Dwight Howard. And, of course, the curious case of Kendrick Nunn we now more know more about. So not going to see him till at least March. Uh, no George Hill tonight for the Bucks. Grayson Allen is a go. Milwaukee laying three and a half. Saw a three pop at one point, but it is painted three and a half across the board right now. 234 and a half to 235. Uh, looks like your total here. Uh, this is one. I mean, if I had to play anything, I'm playing the Bucks, but I'm I'm staying away from this. I, I don't. This this Lakers team at some point's got to do something. You f- you feel like, but uh, Bucks not playing that great of basketball recently. Staying away from me. And maybe Magic at the Blazers. Another one of these situations. Gil, how much do you take into the fact? Uh, yeah. You know, with all the, everything the Blazers have done now the past few days, uh, it's going to look like a very very different team out there uh, for Portland tonight. Uh, on the Orlando uh, side, no major, major injuries for them in that game. Although if you can if you can lay points on the road with the Orlando Magic, you're a better uh, person than I am. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Timberwolves at the Kings then, 7-10 Pacific, 10-10 Eastern. I am on the Timberwolves in this game. Uh, late six with them. Market is up to, I see, one six and a half, one seven and a half, which is a very big difference in my opinion. The, that's seven. Kind of a key number in uh, in basketball betting. Uh, D'Angelo Russell will be a go tonight for the Timberwolves. As, I, as soon as I saw that, I pulled the trigger on them minus six. De'Aaron Fox will be a go, a go for the Kings. Um, and then they've got all the guys that they've dealing with to, uh, dealing with with the trade situations obviously out tonight. Rishon Holmes out as well. Marvin Bagley out for them. So that's why that number has risen another point or so. Listen, I, I think you can find you find a six or a half of the seven. I'd still be laying it. I I, I like this bet tonight. So uh, we, we have tweets. three finals, guys. Um, the Suns did get it done over the Sixers, one fourteen, one oh nine. 
they uh, easily covered there because they went outright. Uh, they were point to two-point underdogs in that one when that thing went off. So good on them. The Celtics win 126-91. to 91. So Jeez. that was a coast job on the 10.5 closing number there for the Celtics. Um, wow. That is just a, a huge, huge win there. And then the Hawks, uh, 133 to 112 winners over the Pacers. They also cruise even that closing 12 and a half number. They get it done as well there. So, uh, yeah, some couple of couple of big blowouts and then just a, I mean, this Suns team, man, what can you say about the Suns team? It is, they are just relentless. I mean, it's one of, the, they're a regular season monster, right? This is what we're yeah. going to see. I mean, obviously postseason we saw it last year, but this is what we've seen out of Utah the past couple of years. You got, you combine a team with this kind of talent and how they have it spread out and then the depth that they have, this is what makes for just a monster team in the regular season. They're going to rack up wins. This is part of what, um, I know Drew's, Drew's very confident in him. This is part of the reason why I made that bet on that uh, Pacific division to go win it all. Uh, I, I really think it's, when you look at the West right now, it's pretty scattered with, with the teams, but Golden State and Phoenix, in, in my mind, are clearly a notch about, above everybody else. If you look here, um, 23 from Bridges. He played 41 minutes in this game. Uh Aiton goes only for 10 and 6, which is a little a little odd. He did play 30 minutes. Chris Paul goes 42 minutes in this game, 16 points, 12 assists for him. And then Booker goes for 35 in this one. So just a, a big, big, big performance. They outscore Philly 31 to 25 in the fourth quarter to get that uh, five-point win there on the road. Yeah, I'll tell you what I was thinking about last night, the other night watching the Jazz. You don't get any points for this in MVP betting. But this team is so completely different without Rudy Gobert in the lineup. It is incredible. Like, when you are actually talking about value that a player brings to a team – I, he is he is top five in the league. There's no doubt about that. I, I, yeah, the points might not be there, so he's not going to show up and uh, you know at the top of these markets sometimes. But I was thinking about you the couple times I've watched the Jazz recently and they, some of the struggles they've had. I'm like, this team is completely different without Rudy Gobert in the lineup. Can't can't take him seriously in the postseason with him though, can you? Like it just just too much of a log jam in the West, right? Yeah, it, it is, but it's not, it's not as tough as it was last year. Like, I think this was a, you know, like, you know, I'm pulling up the standings right now, but this is, you know, like the jazz, I'm not as worried about as, as I was a year ago with, with the, how the way they dominated the regular season, Memphis love John Morant, love Jaron Jackson jr. Love some of the pieces they have. I think they're still a, a couple years away from us. really thinking them as true contenders in the West Mavericks, Probably have the best player on the planet, second best player on the planet in Luka Doncic. But I'm not buying into the rest of this team. Denver, I don't know. Is Jamal Murray going to get back? Is he going to get back and be healthy? They're a threat for uh, for sure still. And then you're talking Minnesota, Clippers, Lakers, and and then a bunch of trash. So I, I don't know. I think the Suns and Warriors really are in a different stratosphere right now in the Western Conference. The Lakers to be in a play-in game. What would you set the number at right now? The Lakers to end up as a seven through 10th seed. It's got to be like minus 250 at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I, I seems would, likely. I would bet that. Seems likely. I think my, my own number would be like minus 500. I think there's, yeah. when you just look what's below them and then look what's above them, it's just hard to see see them digging too yep. far of out of beyond that seven seed. But then at the yeah. same time, they're not going to fall below 10. 
No, they're not. And they're probably not catching six. By the way, we know we're talking about with Drew also about how the Suns and how they play every single regular season game to the hilt. They're 44 and 10. Just think again. Think about that Warriors team that went 73 and 9. Like it just, it blows your mind to think about. We're talking about this Suns team, like, oh my God, 44 and 10 there. They just bring it every night. That team is like, they have to go. If they win their last 28 games, they're still not as good as that team was in the regular season. It's just amazing to think think of that. Like historically, of course, that team ended up losing in game seven to the Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, uh, after not scoring in the final 440 of that particular game. Um, the one other sort of basketball thing we were talking about last night, Kelly, I'm curious, your thoughts in the top of the Eastern conference, there's five teams all jammed up there, right? Obviously heading into tonight, tonight's results will, will make this a little different, but heading into tonight, the heat bucks, bulls, Cavs, and Sixers, two and a half games separate them. But the difference between the fifth team, the Sixers heading into tonight, and they'll obviously lose to, they obviously lost tonight. Um, and I think that incorporates it, the fact that they're two and a half. So I think that's up to date. The difference between them and the, and the play in game is only two and a half games. Yeah. So is, is there a team in the top five right now in the Eastern conference that you would actually bet like a really good price on no to miss the playoffs or no to make it. In other words, they'll miss the playoffs. Man, I don't think so. I don't think I, and if Not I the had to, it'd be the Chicago bulls. Chicago Bulls. That seems to be the consensus answer. If it had, if it had to, but I don't. I think those five are are pretty locked in. Hey Kelly, it's an inter- interesting question though. Pacers lost by twenty, but guess who led them in scoring? Duarte. They did. <laughs> Add twenty five tonight. Add twenty five tonight. Here we uh, go. I don't even know what number do we have, like 25 to one. He's 30. probably he's probably three hundred to one or something. Yeah, like I know, that. I know. Wait, we have thirty to one on him. Well, good luck to the both of you. Start your campaign now, (laughs) your propaganda campaign every night. Uh, We've done all we could do. The nightcap from Circa is next. Tim Murray and Sean King, your favorite props. They got thoughts coming up next at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. <laughs> 